Welcome to What's the Point, a weekly discussion of truth, realities, challenges, theological and philosophical views, national policies, and international concerns. Welcome to What's the Point. Um, Today we're going to continue our series, our new series, um, Uprooting Covert Sins. Um, And today we're going to be talking about pride. Uh, So let's go ahead and get it started with really what does pride mean? How do we define that? So dad, if you want to start with that. Yeah, uh, pride is simply, to me, simply defined as having yourself above others or above all else. Meaning the uh, idea of putting self-importance as the priority. Mm. Uh, So like you always put yourself in everything, whether it is your job, it is your sports, it is your uh, ministry, and you don't realize that you thought it was like you're trying to, to establish dignity or respect for yourself. Before you know it, actually, it crosses into the idea that uh, I must be recognized. I must be the hero here in this particular aspect of what. Yeah, I don't want to forget to. I want to make sure we talk about, because Daddy brought up a, a good point there when you said, like, even in ministry. So I also want to kind of yeah. touch base on that later um, after you guys yeah. define pride. Um, but yeah. Josh, what do you think um, pride means? Pride to me is, you know, as I was saying, that's, you know, really good. But also, you know, simply like anything you don't give to God, you know, is pride. So that could be your problems, it could be successes. So I've realized that, like, you know, the practical way to, like, assess pride is what are the things you don't give to God? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that's the main thing. That's, that's the reality of it is that even if you have pride, what's the solution? Just give it to God. You know what I mean? So that's that's the first step. So I think I like to think of simplicity as a person. Think about the things that you don't give to God. You know, maybe those are the cases of pride in your life. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good way so, of like analyzing or figuring out like what areas am I being prideful in? Um, the things that's hard to give to God sometimes that causes pride or that's maybe because of pride. Mm. Um, so I guess that's a good transition to my next question, which is how does pride show up in our daily lives? Like if we can talk about specific examples, I know dad, you mentioned like job and sports ministries or, um, you know, just like your daily activities, like what does that look like in a daily life? Actually the best, uh, the best measure that a person is prideful is really more in the motive more than the action. Because mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's a covert scene because sometimes on the out on the outside, it does not show. Wow. Okay. But it shows a lot in the inside. Now, because normally if it shows in the outside, they already call it arrogance. Meaning wow, okay, it's, it's okay. showing, it's already showing. Like some people are just verbally arrogant. Some people are just, you know, they just say it so loud that, you know, I'm good. I, you know, I'm the best and you know, no one else beats me. You know, this, this, this to me is already arrogance, but the root of that is pride. But there are, that is to me even overt already, but the covert ones are 
are those that some people do not even realize is a sin mm. because it borders between self-importance to self between self or self-respect and self-importance very fine line between self-respect because you cannot you do not also underestimate yourself you should not right. say of yourself lower than you really are mm. but some people put put themselves higher than who they really are and then the priority of putting that example I, I, we can even start in the ministry it might appear like uh, you are just doing the ministry to uh, serve God and, and make the ministry you know larger and bigger so that more people will be rich uh, to the king and bring them to the kingdom of God and that sounds like a very nice a thing but right. deep inside you you really want to have a church that becomes the biggest in the community so that it be recognized one time to be the biggest and the fastest growing church so that now, you would be recognized as starting that church yeah so that there is that you in them mm. uh so and you're not aware because that is where the devil pushes you to uh it, it, it's like it's part like like uh Playing, playing sports, okay, of course you want to be the best golfer. Who, who does that want to be? Uh, you want to be the champion. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But then if you are consumed with the idea of me being the champion, instead of God making me that champion, mm, that is where the good, fine line uh, is drawn. It, it's one thing if you keep saying, oh, it's not me, it was God who made the champion. It was God who gave me this opportunity to be rich. It was God who gave me this uh, deal. I, I always, in, in my case, I always check myself on that because I always get, for by, by the grace of God, I get things done that others cannot do it. And people appreciate me and congratulate me. You did it, we cannot do it, no one can do it. Mm. And I always tell myself, no, it was not me. I didn't do anything mm. special. It mm. was God who opened the way. Uh, at the right opportunity, I was there. I did that and truly. I was aware I didn't do anything really uh, remarkably important. God just opened the way. God just opened the mind of the person I was talking to. Uh, whereas when some people were talking to this particular client, the president was just close-minded. And by right. God's grace, when I, I, I went there, he was in the right mood and he said yes. Right, right. Uh, but it so, wasn't you that did that. Yeah, but some people said, wow, I, I, I really did it. I did it. Mm. I was good. You know, that is when the, the pride component gets into the picture. Uh, whether it's sports, oh, I was the best. You know, I made your team win. I So the more eyes you use, uh, even in the ministry, in sports, or in a relationship, that's when the pride comes. Um, because, uh, well, as just mentioned earlier, we have to be constantly conscious that it was never the I that made it happen. Mm. It was God. And when that consciousness of God in an activity is lost, that's the pride sits in, as the yeah. self made it happen. Right. You know, so, uh, so it manifests in other things: ministry, work, job. Especially if you are a competitive person, especially if you are a uh, uh, like an achiever, you you take pride in your success. Now, I think you've heard me say this. this. There is nothing wrong in being successful. 
you can enjoy the the success, but you have to give glory to God for that success. You can enjoy the feeling of being successful, fine. I mean, does not want to feel successful, but deep in your heart, you said, "Lord, thank you because you gave the success and enjoyed it." Yeah, but the glory yeah. is yours. I mean, that's the line. That's the fine line. What What do you think, Josh? How um, Dad kind of mentioned you know, a lot of examples, do you have uh, like different examples or like, I know, obviously like you play sports, like how do you check yourself? Cause you've played sports your whole life, you know? So, um, and you've been good at a lot of sports. A lot of people tell you that they'd always say, Oh, Josh can literally just learn a sport like so fast. So how do you check yourself to make sure that like, you're not, um, being prideful when, uh, things like good things happen in the sports you play or you achieve something? I think for me, it's just like understanding, uh, like that was saying, I mean, it's simply like um, checking yourself kind of every day and like understanding, like, hey, a lot of times, like these things that maybe, because the hard thing about it is that a lot of times too, like it's hard work that you put in. Mm. But I, I get it. So for a long time, you know, I battled with the aspect of like, wow, like I'm good at this and that. If I really look at it, I can say I'd put in all the hard work and I can claim it for myself. And, you know, it, on the surface, it may look true where it's like, oh, wow, Josh did put in a lot of hours here. People see that I put in a lot of hours there, right? And so that could be, I mean, that's that's true. That's the case. But that's just the surface because in reality, if I were to say this, oh, wow, it's because of my hard work, this and that, that could be true on the surface. But, like, if you look at it, like, it was God who gave me the breath in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was God who allowed me to live another day and, show me grace to be healthy and so those those are the different things that i couldn't control yeah, you know similar yeah. to that what that was saying is his example there are a lot of factors that you can't control but we're not mindful of those things so we don't become thankful so we tend to cl- overclaim things when you don't see that there's a lot of behind the scenes of god protecting a lot of behind the scenes of god like really like you know him having that aspect because for me like he could take my breath away any day he could choose to take me away any day but he decides not to mm-hmm. because of his grace right and so that's, that's the main thing is like i can say i have the hard work without all in the reality is he's the one that gives me the breath so at that point i can't i still can't say it was me that did the hard work because it was his breath that put was put in me for me to be able to do the hard work yeah no that makes sense because that was a switch yeah because sometimes some people think like oh i put in the hours you know because it's true like you put in the hours, but you don't think about the fact that you couldn't have put in those hours if you were sick, right? And some people say, well, I take care of myself. I, I eat healthy. I exercise. Well, there's so many stories of people who are healthy. They eat healthy. They do all that. And, and they still um, get some kind of sickness. So there's, like you said, there's a lot of things that are really beyond our control that only God, you know, because God allowed that to happen. And that's why you're able to do that. So I think that's, that's pretty good. I know, um, really, my, my next question was just like, what kind of behavior? Uh, yeah, oh, go ahead. Uh, before, yeah, before that, so there is also an aspect of pride that is seen on the negative, on the, on the other side of, because we're talking about pride all in the area of work, uh, performance, achievement. But Pride, by the way, comes also for those who are like poor, uh, neglected, uh, abandoned, 
and the pride manifests in self-pity. Mm, okay. Uh, and saying, oh, I, 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 I'm always neglected. Oh, I'm always disadvantaged. Always so by, by always saying that, you're actually saying, oh, myself is always put down. I'm always being stepped on. I'm always being thrown out. So it's Instead still an I, I, I in a negative way. Put me in front. Put importance to me. Let me be recognized all the time. So that, that's what you're saying. It didn't happen to you, so you can sign. You have mm. self-pity. You're so, uh, but that's pride. Uh, and see, a lot that the other aspect, what we first talked about, a yeah. lot of people won't disagree with that with us on that. You know, like yeah. if you put too much importance, you're too good, whatever. That there's no like I would say 95% of the people that would be listening would agree to that. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds prideful. But self-pity, a lot of people I feel like even like Christians act like because self-pity, it's like, you know, it's still about you. You still throw, yeah. you know, it's still about you. But then because it's a sad situation, people won't call you out on it faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're yeah. not going to be like, oh, it, like, stop being self-pity because you're poor, you know, and then it, you're going to turn it around like, oh, you're so mean. Like, I'm already poor and you're still putting me down. You know, it's, it's so much easier to agree with the first half of what we just said. Yeah. But what, what self-pity is simply saying, oh. Because I am poor, give me importance, will you? Mm. Uh, because I'm really disadvantaged. I should be number one in your list. Should you? Uh, so you you you're you are really saying, come on, uh, uh, take care of me, mm. me first. Uh, and you're not. And, and many people really do not. Ninety-five percent of them do not realize that price price has really come in already. Instead of saying to God, Lord. I'm really in a very desperate position. Uh, and I really need you to help me with this, this one. Mm. Uh, it's not about me. It's about my survival, my family. So please help me. I don't care about glory. I don't care about myself, but I just need to survive. I, just, I mean, so you don't did, you did need to have drama. Uh, mm. to, uh, you know, uh, show off that you're really so nakawawa. Uh, you're yeah, really so, yeah, I know what you I mean. Know, you know, you know, you see. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that negative aspect, Darcy? Like the self-pity aspect. What do you have to add? Because that's a really good, we don't think of pride that way. Well, I, I don't think of it that way. I'm thinking more of like an arrogant person. I don't really think of someone who is in the opposite, like in the unfortunate part of life as someone who is prideful. Well, the aspect there too is that a lot of times you would know that, you know, some there's some sort of pride there if you're not being available for God anymore mm -hmm. and so it can come both ways let's say like you know when you're over successful you know you don't prioritize God anymore. on the other spectrum of it like it could be like that was saying like people who are you know so much of the self-pity where it's like they're thinking like oh wow like they're so like they're almost cynical towards the world of God like God mm -hmm. can't use them either. so a lot of times like you know understanding situation but then allowing god to operate in that there are times that one says hey i've missed that that and then you know it it doesn't allow god to operate anymore similar to the other spectrum where it's like you know really successful and then those things so right you have to really assess to yourself where in my life is god not operating you know because like that's mm. something that you'll see so and then what's kind of 
when the situation happens, what's my like verbiage or like how do I like say it or respond to it? So like understanding that is huge too. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point about li- really thinking about because it could be in both sides of the spectrum in your daily life, you, that may happen on both sides. You know what I mean? Like you you may have one part of your life where you're like, I'm really good at this and I want to be the best at this. And it's all because of me, but on the same time, like in the same timeline too, you could also feel the same, like, Oh no, no, I don't have enough friends. And that, and because of that, like I should get this, that, and the other. So I think it's good, Josh, that you bring up, like you have to assess what part of your life do you not like actually give God like all the control? Yeah, uh, I, I say in summary actually that pride is both in times of superiority and in times of inferiority. You can both be prideful. Yeah. Mm. No, that's good. Um, so I guess we kind of already talked about like the kind of behaviors and actions that would be considered prideful, which was really my next question. So um, I'm going to go skip to the, the one after that. But um, why is it important to acknowledge and discuss? Like, why are we talking about this, about how pride affects us? Like, why should we be discussing or even uprooting these covert sins? Like, why should we bring this to light? To me, two things. Uh, one, for God's glory, and second, for your own benefit. So, uh, first, uh, the reason why we have to remove that because God is not glorified uh, when we glorify ourselves more than him. Uh, that was why uh, Lucifer was thrown out of heaven, uh, because he wanted to be like God. Um, he wanted to elevate himself beyond where he should be. So God wanted us not to look at ourselves lower than we are, but not to look at ourselves higher than we are, but to look at ourselves for who we really are uh, before him. Uh, so if we're good, we can admit to God, Lord, thank you for making me this good because you, you really made me this. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh, um, and, and so uh, the other side is really for God. We, we should remove pride to give glory to God, to honor God, because by not doing that, we are really like, if we are really proud, we're sinning. But the other side is for our own benefit. Because a proud person is the last person to be contented. Mm. A proud person is the most irritable person around. A proud person is because the one Because nothing who makes always, them happy. Yeah, a proud person is the one who always sees a mistake. So he, he becomes very dissatisfied every day. Because his standards are too high. He wants a recognition. He always thought, this is wrong, this is bad, this is this. So he is the most unhappy person around. And so you see, you're being prideful, but you are being unhappy. So for yeah. your own benefit, will you be humble and you will be happier? You will be more contented in life. Yeah, no, that's good. What do you think, Josh? Why should we be talking about pride? Um, kind of like going off of what dad said or if you want to come up with other points too. I think, you know, with pride, just the main thing is like to consistently ask yourself, like, you know, how do you, how do you become a better servant of God? And so a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of things to work on in this life when it comes to those things, but it's really asking God, like, Hey, what ways can I, you know, be more effective for you? 
always said, can I be a better servant? And, you know, just asking him to change the ways that you're not. So, like, for pride aspect of it, it's tough because, you know, like, whatever, whatever it is that you do, oh, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like understanding, hey, like, it's God's hand in this. So, I mean, I think the simple solution to pride is just really, like, putting God in, in everything, really, like, including him in everything. So, you know, when you include God in everything, it's hard to be prideful because you are giving the glory, you give him space to operate, you give him space to do those things. And so I think that's, that's the main thing, simplicity of it is like just involve God in everything. Mm. Yeah. Yo, that's that's really good because that kind of like that's the next question I have was like, so we discussed, we talked about what pride is, we talked about what it looks like um in our oh. daily life. And we talked about why we have to talk about it, you know, but the next one is how do we hold pride captive? So it's a sin. We need to figure it out and figure something out. And how do we, we get that handled? I know Josh, you brought up a good point with like including God in everything that we do. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add on? Like, how do we hold like pride captive? Uh, I think first is always the recognition that without Christ, I am nothing. Mm. So I'm a Christian, I am. I am nothing without Christ. If that is always the basis of your actions, decisions, projects, that I am nothing without Christ, which means it will only happen with Christ, it already immediately removes a lot of potential for prideful thoughts, actions, or motives. Because mm. your basic thinking always is, I cannot do this without that. So, um, it's really crazy because uh, I'm turning 60, but uh, when I, I go to a meeting, I close a deal, people think that I can do it because, you know, I have experience. But deep in my soul, before I enter a meeting, I really pray in my heart, Lord, please help me in mm. this thing because I cannot, you know, do this uh, without you. Uh, and truly, I mean it, that I, I don't think I can do this because a lot of people already tried it and it, it would happen. And then, right. then they're they are now calling me on to the front to be the one to do it uh, yeah. for them. And this is, this is a tough job. Um, so it's the recognition that, you know, you cannot do it uh, without Christ. O oftentimes, it's really impossible already. Like in our case, we have uh, monthly targets. And I'm the one that set the targets uh, often. And people already has given up. That it cannot be met because there are just three more days to go. And then I didn't know. We will hit target. God is great. He will make a way. Mm. Uh, something like that. But then I helped them out. But in my heart, I said, Lord, please make it happen. Because, it, you know, uh, I, I got you. Well, at the this, same time, uh, you also yeah. get to minister to people when you do that. Because, yeah. like, if you really, like, because God knows our hearts. So we could say, like, oh, it's all God. But then, like, you didn't really mean that. You know what I mean? Like, it, you could say yeah. that in one end. Like, some people might be like that. Like, where it's like, oh, yeah, they just say it's all talk. But if you really mean it, God will show up. And then you give him the glory. Like, oh, I really couldn't do this, um, you know, without God. Like, I would never have been able to come up with this strategy. Or the, only God would have opened this person's heart to this. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, uh, I'll give you a classic example. In, in, in the last uh, like Zoom meeting uh, I had with Mac and some other guys in the, in the Asia Pacific uh, region, you know, uh, about the crisis, Mac being a former Methodist growing up turned out to be like, he believes in, I think, a supreme being, but he does not believe in uh, getting the supreme being involved in our lives. Uh, the United States kind of belief. Some mm. supreme being might have like made the whole universe, but uh, I, you know he doesn't I, want anything to do, to do with him. Me. Yeah, and I have nothing. I do not have anything to do with him. I live my life. Uh, you know, I can do it my own. Something like that. So that's sort of his thinking. And so during the meeting, he says, "You know, guys, you know my stand. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is mm. not a strategy. Because some people, Brixton said in the meeting, well, hopefully we can hit target." And I said, "No, Brixton." Hope is not a strategy. You have to do it. Mm. Uh, in this room, hope is not a strategy, except only one person in this meeting believes in hope. Uh, and that's Harold. He believes in hope in his God. Okay. <laughs> so he was actually condemning me, but he was really telling the whole crowd that I believe in a God. Right. Uh, so then it's like, it's, it's like <laughs> it ironic because... Yeah. It was bad like, publicity, but it was publicity But it was publicity and, anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, so, that's good. Actually, people might have agreed with him. Maybe all they said, no, no, we, we also have hope in our God, you see. Uh, yeah, but yours, one, you're actually. like very, you know, you, you're not ashamed about it. No, that, that's really good because it's like, he says that it's, you know, like he's like, oh, well, he's the only one that uses that. As, it's not a strategy, but he <laughs> believes it that hard that he thinks it's going to happen. But it's but, happened but so I, many times. But, but if I were arrogant, I was very close to saying, but my, my strategy works. In 11 years, I was the number one. Seven right, out of but then 11. that would become arrogant uh, Then, then that becomes that. pride. Yeah. yeah, then you yeah. become arrogant already. So you're saying a fact, but you have become arrogant already because you defended yourself. Right, uh, and not yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. It, um, this is the fine lines that can cross. And it's very, because that was like in one conversation, it, you, yeah. you, you're flesh i guess would instantly think like no i'm gonna like say that well it works obviously you know because then you made it about you but that's very yeah. hard to just stop yourself and be like no that's not how we yeah. that's not how we should yeah. do it yeah. um i think you guys have pretty much answered like that question on how we keep well how do we hold pride captive because basically we got to include god in all we do and, and i really like where you said you know recognize that without christ I am nothing like the IAN. Um, do you have something to add, Josh, on, on holding pride captive? And, and um, if not, then we can go to like, what's the point? Well, I mean, in the holding pride captive aspect of it, like, you know, an illustration of pride in our lives. People heard this before, but like, you know, the, the word pride, if you look at the word, right, I is in the middle of it, like the letter I is in the middle of it. So that's a good reminder that even in the word pride in the English language, I is in the center. So something to consider is that, like, are you putting yourself in the center? A lot of times the world will tell you, hey, right, like, you should do this. You're in the center of your universe. That. Mm. The reality is that, like, in order for us to truly be set apart, we have to get rid of that mindset. And that's why it's like, you know, God all the time tells us, hey, we're not meant to be of this world. We're meant to be transformed by God and be different, right? So yeah. with yeah. that said, yeah. It's like we, we should no longer have the mentality that the world teaches us at an early age. So, like, part of it is just instilling us growing up. So, that's why it's more difficult to get rid of. 
So that's why it's a lifelong journey. And God understands that. God understands you know, he's a God of mercy. So he, he understands like every single thing in this world, you know, we've been taught differently. So the main thing now is to like really like work at, all he cares about is you actively working towards getting better at the things that you're weak in. And so with that, like how to get rid of pride, let's just say, it's always ask for God's help. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's really like the point of it. It's like many times, like God presents himself there for you so that you can say, Hey, like God, I need you this moment. Yeah. Like I need your help. And like, even asking, you know, and, and, you know, if life is really good, like be good at asking God for other people's help as well, help other people's lives as well. So mm. it's a holistic thing of like not being independent anymore, you know, but being interdependent to God and like really assessing like, you know, am I allowing God to, you know, be the center of my life or is the daily walk not centered on him really. So that, that, that's the main thing. Steps to get pride away is to allow that. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a that's a good way of explaining, you know, why or or I guess like how do you practically hold pride captive? Um, and if you guys want to do like a quick wrap up, like what is the point? Like, why are we trying to um uproot this covert sin that we call pride? Um, just kind of like a wrap up discussion on on the whole thing, and then I'll close this in prayer. Yeah, uh, to me, uh, what's the point in all this? As I've said earlier, uh, when we approach pride, we make God happier, and we make ourselves happier as well. Mm. Uh, and so it's both for God's glory and our benefit. And uh, it can only be done by really putting up the right framework in your mind all the time that it's not about me. This is about God. Mm. So if you only say that it's not about me, it's, this is all about God. And if that becomes your way of thinking, very hard for pride to come in. Because even when you're appreciated, it's not about me. It's about mm. God. So uh, whenever you become rich, it's not about me. It's all about, about that. God. So, yeah. uh, so that, that, that kind of a mental framework and uh, it checks you all over the place. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Josh? Like, what's the point? Right. I think for me, similar to that was saying, like a lot of times understanding like, you know, that God is in the center of it. So like, like I guess simply just including him in your day and including him in, in you know, your praise and all those things. So just be mindful of the aspect of allowing God to be center stage, just like giving the glory and understanding mm. like that he's the one that's giving you all those things. So it's just at the end of the day, like, it's just like understanding, giving God the praise and glory and, and, and saying, Hey, like everything that I do is for you. And just, I mean, as I grow older in life, you know, I try to just simplify things because a lot of times the, the simple answer is the correct answer. Mm. And so like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, then simply like, what's, you know, what do we do? I mean, like that was saying, just like allow God to, you know, be the one, be, be the center of your life, allow him to kind of just be, you know, just give it all up to him and then just continue to just be a servant and do that. So, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, 
I think this is a really good discussion on pride. I really like what you said about the simple answer is the correct answer. We don't have to overcomplicate like pride, you know, or, or just how do we handle it? It's a simple answer as just including God every day and really being in that good framework of like, it is not about me because this whole life, it's never ever been about us. It's always been about God. So I think this is a really good discussion on pride. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, close this in prayer. Um, Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time together that we can discuss um, in detail just what pride is, how, uh, what it looks like in our daily lives. How can we hold pride captive in in a really practical way? Thank you that um, we're able to have this time to talk about that. I pray that, um, people are blessed by this message and that if this is something that they're battling with, I pray that um, you touch their hearts, that you can help them realize and see um, how to change their mind mindset and, and how to really just put this all and give this all to you. Um, continue to help us, continue to convict us whenever we're being prideful. Um, help us not cross that line of arrogance or self-pity um, and just constantly um, be there and just be the center of our lives. I pray for anyone, anyone who's um, listening to this or watching this episode that they may be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.